Welcome to Invest Stories. Whether you're a seasoned pro looking for that next step or a newbie investor not sure where to start, Invest Stories unlocks the mindset, strategies, and techniques of high performers across business, real estate, and investing to help you level up your journey to financial freedom. This is Invest Stories Wednesday with. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I wanted to, the, a couple of other things we, we had on our list. One was midterm rentals. So you're kind of, is pivoting a fair way to say it, or you're kind of moving into the mid rent, midterm rental space, which we've had Jesse Vasquez on and, and a bunch of other people talking about MTR. Jesse is Jesse's great. Awesome. Yeah. So I, um, I have a mix of long-term and midterm, right? So I, I used to have long-term that I had some Airbnbs and for, I mean, all the reasons I think we hear of like the SDR regulations can change on a dime, you know, I, that's just, there's like high maintenance gas, it's just constant turnover, like as landlords, right? Like, I think we all don't like turnover. It's one of the things we can't agree on. Mm -hmm. It's just our least favorite part of being in real estate. So I kind of stumbled on the midterm strategy because um, of my Airbnbs when COVID hit. I think that's how a lot of people got into it. It was just like everything kind of stopped for a minute. We're like, what, you know, what do we do? And then I realized like I was looking at my numbers I just like the midterm space because it's that sweet spot between like the long-term rent and the short-term rent. Like we all know short-term is like the best way to maximize it. To me, it's like three to four turnovers a year. I can really maximize my rent and it's providing a lot of value to people. And so it just feels like that right strategy. And I know it's not right for everything. Sometimes like if I have a really nice property, you know, I'll just keep it long-term. So I kind of like the blend of having long-term and midterm, but for me, it, it, it just kind of made sense and I kind of evolved into it, but yeah. And where are you, where are your midterm rentals? So I'm in Portland and I'm in like North, Northeast Portland, which isn't, ex I mean, they're fine, but they're not like super fancy <laughs> areas. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. And who populate, who do you find your tenants are? Yeah. So, you know, I would say the majority, like 70% is traveling nurses and they're here on contract. They have a stipend. They're paid really well. But I do get the kind of digital nomads, right? I think COVID opened up remote work. Mm -hmm. So they'll just, they kind of hop around. They can work somewhere for three months as long as they have good internet and a desk, yeah. right? So there's the digital nomads and the nurses. And I've had, you know, guests sometimes where they were doing work on their house or I've had, you know, families come in, like grandparents come for three months to be close to their family. That's cool. Um, I haven't done a lot of insurance claims. Yeah, it's really, and so that's kind of, it's a pretty broad spectrum of, of you know, avatars that, that look into midterms. It's not just like the nurses that a lot of people talk about. Yeah, we've, and we've talked about this on the show a few times, which is, so my house in San Diego is near all the hospitals. It's a three, two. And I'm like, if we moved out, would we midterm rent it? I guess we could try it. Hmm. Uh, but mm -hmm. I just don't know. It's kind of funky like that. It's like, uh, I, it's hard to prove the data, I guess. There's no price labs for midterm rentals. Right. Well, I hear they're working in that. I actually have a call with someone from Price uh, Labs. Okay. So nice. Just reached out and I was like, I'm, I hear there's something in the works. Yeah, it's a little bit, it's, you kind of have to start with your long term and then kind of, but so what I do, I call it my AB test because I've had long terms and I was like, kind of wanted to convert them. So I um, like digitally stage it or use AI to stage it. Then I'll put an ad out for like, here's a furnished rental and here's a long-term ad. And I kind of wow, see Wow, so you A-B test the ads. Where, and where do you test mm -hmm. them? 
So I'll usually for furnished, I'll put it on like furnished finder, maybe like Zillow, and then I'll put, you know, the long-term ad on different spots. And, and every time I've done that, the furnish has won out, but it's kind of like, let's, and then, and I don't furnish it until I actually, you know, I'll have a contract. I'm like, okay, you know, I, it'll justify the upfront cost. So that's how I've kind of managed Very that. Cool. Like, cause it is an upfront cost, yeah. right? So that's what I've done. And I'm, you know, upfront, like, Hey, this is staged virtually. It will be staged. And most people are fine with that, right? I'm always really upfront. Yeah, I like the transparency. That that's yeah. pretty good. To, to, for, that's really clever. Yeah. I'm going to try that when I go down that route. It's still... <laughs> yeah, it's really It's really it's fun, still yeah. scary, but I think that validates it a bit. Um, and are your, are most of your mm-hmm. units are, are kind of smaller or are they houses or... So, yeah, you know, my first couple were small, like, well, you know, one of them is like a one, one It's under 400 square feet, which is pretty small. And then I, you know, I do have like a three, two actually. And it's funny that one I've had mostly college kids staying there. Right. And the last one, I lowered the rent a bit, but they'd stayed for a year, right. In a fully furnished house. So I was able to charge a premium and not have turnover Very for cool. a year. So. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think the other piece um, that's interesting is then how the seller financing plays with the midterm rental. And I guess you've kind of touched upon that, which is just kind of running numbers, best case, worst case. Um, is is that is there anything else you do? Yeah, I think, you know, when you're underwriting, you're like, I think as investors or, you know, as Jeff Stevens would say, like real estate entrepreneurs, and I do like that kind of you know, you're kind of looking at the potential of a property, the expandability of it, so to speak. So, you know, is there a basement unit that you can rent out? You know, how are you essentially maximizing your property? So I think when you're just underwriting, you know, a lead, you're like, well, if this went midterm, I think it's just like any other deal, but it often can make the numbers work. If you can get a better rate and, you know, make sure you have a, you know, monthly payment that works and you get go midterm, it's going to cash flow like way mm-hmm. better than like a long-term, right? So I think in that sense, it just, you can kind of craft a strategy um, that fits with the note that you're going to, you know, give the seller and all that stuff. So, so cool. Yeah. I think um, yeah. that it does get you to get creative when you're thinking about those kind of things. And um yeah, that mm-hmm. my my I guess I'm calling it the hybrid strategy. That's kind of the route I'm trying to go down, which is uh, long term to kind of cover the cover the costs and midterm to kind of add a bit of a cherry on top um, for a multifamily. Yeah, you know, I love if you're just starting, I love the duplex strategy where one half mm-hmm. is long and one is midterm because then you're kind of mitigating that exactly. constant turnover. Mm-hmm. So I think that's like the sweet spot. And then, you know, obviously smaller multifamily, but a lot of mine are kind of that hybrid for it sure. sounds so simple. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the other thing, just a side note is like, so my last property was a duplex. I had this basement that was, it was kind of creepy. Like there was no door and it just, you know, it was just Horror had this like Airbnb. vibe. <laughs> yeah, right. And I even like, I haven't had someone come over like, oh, you could never Airbnb this. And I was like, you know what? Like, what if, so then I furnished it and it, the whole, you know, it, the whole vibe like changed just by, you know, adding artwork and some style without major rehab. Like I did some things, like I painted the cabinets and put some hardware up, but the, the vibe of the place changed with the furnishing. I think wow, that's the other yeah. thing I like about midterm is, you know, it's, that's not like when you do rehab, you're talking like pretty big numbers, right? But you can do a lot with how you furnish something in life. Do you, so, do you have like a, what's yeah. your strategy for furnishing? Is there like a go-to place or uh, things need to be in there or how does that work? Yeah. 
Um, so the first time I did it, I, I agonized about like what smart lock, what TV, what mattress. And I just was like, oh, you know, it just took me forever. And the last one, I, it was probably three days and I had it furnished, right? <laughs> so I have my go-to mattress. Um, And I would say, you know, I used to kind of hunt and peck, like go to Facebook Marketplace. Oh, there's a chair that's cute. Now I I try and order as much as I can online. You know, I have a mattress. It comes in a box. I have the sheets I like. I'll just order even, you know, Amazon. I mean, I know I like I love local. I do shop somewhat locally, but I think making a list and in my course I have kind of a checklist and ordering as much as you can and really planning ahead so you can get in there and furnish it in like two to three days it's totally possible yeah but you have to really we did our airbnb and my biggest lesson was um I should have treated it like a work project not like a like a weekend project (laughs) and we did it and we did it we were pretty effective but we took way too long to get it stood up it was a little bit silly Right? Because you're like, oh, I need a coffee maker. Then you run to like Target. Oh, I need like soap or whatever, you know, all the little things. It was that, just yeah, that I think for great. us, it was we, we were, we were up in Big Bear. So we had to get a sign off and get an inspection and all that stuff. Oh, um, yeah. So we kind of had to go through that process. And knowing that we kind of just round the clock out. <laughs> we, we took all four quarters <laughs> to get it set up when really we could have been doing it a lot more effectively. Um yeah. So you, you mentioned your course. Let's let's talk about the course um, and the community around it. And that kind of circles us back to the brand piece. But uh, Shona is like super active in in kind of real estate communities and is super like one of the first people to jump forward with advice and stuff. So it's really cool to see. Um, so your your course is it's launched recently, right? Yeah, it's been, I did kind of a beta launch on it and it's been growing. I've been growing the community. I just started a Facebook group for it. So yeah, it's kind of really geared for someone that, you know, I'm not covering acquisitions because to me, that's such a broad topic and I didn't want to like skim over that. That's probably a different course down the line, but it's really for someone that has a property or is considering getting into midterms. It's kind of like, you know, how to, how to, you know, how to do a little bit of research, how to furnish it, how to get it up and running quickly, how to advertise it, how to market it, how to book it. And I think it's kind of all the lessons that, you know, my first one took me a couple months, right? And now I can in and out, I know how to test the market. I'm very efficient. I, you know, I, I get people in there. I think it's, all the tips that I kind of learned that I kind of down, I like, I felt like I downloaded my brain you know, to this course. So it's, you know, video modules. And then I do weekly coaching calls. So I really, you know, people need help or have specific questions. And I, I do love that community. Like I love, I think it's a great strategy and I like to help people. So it's really helpful to be part of a community and help people along just get, getting their first one off the ground. Basically. That's so, yeah, that's so helpful. And it's, it's building that confidence, isn't it? And that kind of muscle memory of how to do the next one and the next one. Um, for, yeah. Cause the first one is daunting, right? For, for me <laughs> yeah. in terms of courses, I've, I've really pivoted. So the first real estate course my wife and I did was the real estate rookie bigger pockets. And it was like started with 80 people okay. and attrition down, filtered us down to about 30, but it was, it okay. was very much like a seminar every every week and then some coursework and then kind mm-hmm. of group connecting, but not really. And now the, the smaller, more niche kind of smaller community driven courses are way more interesting because you get to speak to people like yourself and actually have answers and not just be one of 80 on a phone call going, typing your message. Right, <laughs> right hoping there's yeah. time for your question. Yeah, totally. yeah. 
Um, yeah, it's, it's been fun. You know, I never, I never thought about myself as a coach and it's kind of another kind of hat to put on. But over the years, I've helped a lot of people just like, if they're moving, I'm like, keep your house as a rental. Here's how you do it. So I've kind of done it very casually and I just kind of formalized it. And I, it is a strategy again, that I really believe in. So it's easy to teach it, right. If you, if you're really passionate about it. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, that's what shines through. And that's, what's really interesting is, um, I, and I guess partly is my journey as as kind of a investor or at least starting to be an investor is you start connecting with people that are passionate about what they do, but they're not, um, it's not just all marketing BS. There's marketing there, but it's not BS. <laughs> yeah, no, I think just, I like to really lead with value. And if I can help someone with a post, that's great. Like I don't, I'm not looking for everyone to be a student, but I just think, yeah, I think that's what it's about. Right. And then you can kind of, if someone resonates with what you're saying and they might, you know, sign up. But it, to me, it's like, if I can add value and inspire someone, that's what it's, what's what I'm in it for. So for I sure. I love that. That's amazing. That's the way to go forward. I, to be fully, <laughs> fully candid, that's kind of where I want to get to. I want to be able to add value to people and, um, that hence the podcast, but hopefully that will be in the future of kind of, you know, leading groups or masterminds or whatever that looks like. It's uh, it's always good. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. Uh, it's it's uh, Go for it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think it's kind of, a, I, I don't want to say a calling, but like I feel compelled to just share what I know. You know, it's funny. I, and I, I'm not, I'm a very, I'm a really big introvert. So it's like very odd to put myself out there. I, I'm so I, I'm introvert and extrovert. So I do a lot of like just writing for work, but I equally can, if I'm pushed, get in front of people and talk and all that stuff. I just, I got to, I got to kind of fancy it on the day and I got to be interested in the topic. I think I have, I think right. I have a take on your point, which is you wanted to just share I think that's the real estate community. The real estate investing community is it's a bunch of people that are all like the, I've said this a few times on here. It's like a curtain opens and they go quick, come here. I've got, I've got the gold just here. (laughs) And they, they want to share it because for the exact same reason you said people that may not like banks or they may want to break away from the system. I think it's that, that there's a secret club and it's people are like, yeah, come on in. You're interested. Awesome. Come on in. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. Well, and it's very intimidating. You like even the word real estate investor, like you don't you don't know that you don't need a bunch of money or you don't have to be really wealthy or I don't have generational wealth. It's really there's just so much opportunity if you're willing mm-hmm. to put in the time and educate yourself. I think that's the thing. Yeah, we want to share like it's not it's not exclusive. Like I think people think I used to think yeah. that I was like, you know, <laughs> so, yeah, I love that. Analogy. And if you liked what <laughs> we've shared, reach out to us. So investories. Uh, podcast no investories pod sorry i always get that wrong on instagram give us a give us a follow and you can check out our youtube channel link in the show notes shona how can people get in touch with you um i'm kind of all over but i guess the midterm rental playbook.com is where i have all my socials and that's my course so i have yeah i've got other properties but i don't want to i don't want to sit here and listen um, but yeah, no, I'm using a I shown a lapis. If you Google me, I'll pop up. So yeah. And I definitely looking to help if anyone has questions about midterms, I have a Facebook group. Um, but yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll put links to that in the show notes, uh, on the investories okay. version. And, uh, I guess this will go out on your, your show as well, maybe. Yes, for sure. Yeah, no, definitely. Awesome. I will definitely, I love that. Yeah. Show, Shona, thank you so much for your time. 
Yeah, this has been yeah. really fun. I thanks for having me on. We, we've yeah, got to have awesome. you on again, I, I think, it. and maybe we we keep talking about doing case studies and like running through a deal. I think oh, that would I be awesome that. if you yeah. if you're down for that. Oh, definitely. I just actually even have a deck where it has a couple like mid long term, mid term, right? Really breaks down numbers. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, amazing. There you that. go. That's super organized. <laughs> yeah, we we thought about springing it on people on guests, but we thought that would be very unpopular, right? So, Talk me right. through all of your numbers. <laughs> right. But I think, I think you know, you get on, you hear bigger pockets of people have all these deals. You're like, well, how did they do that? Right. It's just nice to dive into like a deal and talk about the strategy and actual uh, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah we've, <laughs> I had that same yeah. thought. It's like, wait, go back. Can I ask a question? No, you can't. It's a podcast. <laughs> right. Shona, yeah. thank you so much for today. Awesome. Really appreciate your time. And, um, We'll be back next week. Please consider sharing and writing a five-star review. Check out the full show on Friday on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.